Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. Rhonda. Hi, Laura. I just love our podcast days. Me too. You know, these conversations actually stay with me. Like for like, you know, sometimes for days I'm like rethinking about what we're talking about and I feel challenged and I feel like it's it's really fun to be able to sit and kind of process out things together, right? It is. And even some of our funny stories, there's things I've learned about you and some of the stories I didn't know. And so, yeah, it is a real bonding experience and it does stay with us like this because as we're podcasting, we're also processing things that I don't know if I'd process the same, like you're internally processing. So it's really helpful to verbalize some of those thoughts and things that you've been kind of, I've been rummaging around there in your heart. So it's good. And it's stretching to like put it out there. It is. Like it's, it's one thing to talk about it, you know, just the two of you, but it's another thing to like put it out there, especially when... Like, it's not like we're coming from the perspective, like we have all the answers or mm-hmm. coming from the perspective, like we've even p- fully processed, like to know where we, where we're coming out on certain mm-hmm. things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, but I think it is cool because that is just life. Like life really is a mixture of all the things that are happening to us that we're observing, things we're going through, things God's speaking to us about that we're working out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like working out our salvation. That's, that is sanctification. It is. So I think that's, it's kind of fun. That's kind of what we're doing. We're kind of working out our sanctification and, um, you know, working out our salvation together as we process kind of all of these things that, that come up. Yeah. It is. It's true. And like that, that leads us to our conversation today that as friends, a couple of us friends, one of our friends just was able to get a cottage, a dream of their lives. Like for years and years, this person has been talking about buying a cottage and God has just really blessed and provided this beautiful space for them to be able to purchase. And we just started thinking, you know, what happens when you come into a season when God really blesses you and you feel guilty about it? And you feel almost like you don't want to tell people or talk about it because maybe you see someone else that is struggling or you feel like it's flaunting or you feel like maybe you don't deserve it. It's just an interesting tension sometimes when really amazing things happen in our lives, how we even process blessing. Mm -hmm. It's, it seems sometimes this sounds really, maybe I'm even processing this, but sometimes when things difficult happen, it feels like it's easier to talk about. Yeah. Because in some ways, in some ways and to get the encouragement, to get the advice. But when something really great happens or a blessing happens, it can be really hard to talk about it because you don't want to give off the wrong impression. I don't know. Or you don't want to feel like you're bragging or you feel like, do I deserve this? Or that person's going through such a hard time. Obviously you got to be sensitive. You're not going to, but it is an interesting tension. It and really is. Have you sensed that in your own life or what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Like, I mean, recently, you know, well, actually one of the things I love doing is I love going for drives and I love going for drives and looking at like really, really big houses. Like I just love stumbling up- upon these like little neighborhoods, maybe country properties and, and just, you know, just, I just love doing that. That's just a really fun thing. And one time, you know, even Jay and I were having a conversation and, and I was saying to him, you know, like being pastors... Like, do you think that there's 
do you think that it's appropriate for pastors to let's say like live in a really big house or to drive an expensive car or like just some of the worldly like standards of what I don't know somebody else would call like wealthy or I don't know and we're, we you know we just started to have this conversation because I think like I think that there are some sort of imp- I don't know. I don't even know. This is like, it's like a challenging conversation. Like, like there, there are some ways that people judge you or you feel maybe that you feel like, you know, it's more godly to be, to have less or I don't even know. And what is, what's the grade, right? You know, for Jay and I, like we live in a, a nice house. Like I love our home. Um, but like it's our third home and we've worked really, really slowly, um, you know, to have the home that we have, um, building up equity in our home and making some really wise financial choices. It hasn't been because we have tons of money, but we have a, a really nice home because we've been able to make good good decisions and and kind of work towards that, you know? And if we kept working towards like a bigger home and a bigger home or whatever, it's not because we're so wealthy. It's just because even just like good real estate choices, the market Mm -hmm. at certain times, like our house, what we paid for our house is less than what you pay a townhouse for in this market. Right. So again, timing, like all those kinds of things, but then sometimes people will come in from the outside looking in and go, Oh, it must be nice or blah, 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 or whatever. As if, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what that is. Or maybe, maybe we just feel sensitive to that or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Do you kind of feel that? I do. Okay. But then contrast that with like, let's say, let's say, um, you know, we start a side business that like really is super, super profitable. Like say we start, you know, a business around, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, something on the internet, making apps and our app makes, like mm-hmm. it's ridiculously profitable. It does really, really well. Um, like, would I feel guilty or bad about investing what we've made in material things? I don't know. Like, again, it's just such a weird, I don't think so. And I don't think people judge the same way people in business or people who are profitable or successful in business. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I, I know this, I feel like it's a bit of a weird and touchy subject, not and not one that I'm having the conversation from the perspective of like, I want more or need more because I'm extremely content with what I have. But I think I don't like the inconsistency of sort of judgment around, well, you know, you're a pastor, you sh- you should, <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So I don't know. I don't know if you feel kind of those tensions too um, or yeah. I know it's, it is because you've heard the comments too. Yeah. Like, wow, this pastor drives that or this pastor has that. But that's the thing behind closed doors. You don't know. Was it inheritance that was given to them and they decided I'm going to buy my dream car that, or they've made a crazy, like wise decisions, real estate, just were able to kind of move. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't have some side hustles going on or or whatever. But I mean, even recently I heard a friend tell me that, you know, and this was an American, a story of an American. So I know it's very different in the States, but like that. Um, they, someone in the church bought their pastor a $900,000 home, like just, and gave it to them, like it, just as a gift. Um, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that. Like, what? No, like, yeah. I don't. I, I can't. No, there's no framework to save even, in Canada for that. No, <laughs> no, no, you know. What I, and not that I. I'm not even saying that from a bad place. Like, no. I think that's amazing for that pastor. Amazing. Wonderful. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I don't, yeah. it makes no difference to me. Like live in, yeah. live in an apartment, live in a townhouse, yeah. live in a house, live in a mansion. I don't, it doesn't, stuff doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. So I don't know why it matters then. Yeah. You know what totally. I mean? But it's almost like it doesn't matter as long as you don't have anything. Yeah. But it actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it kind of becomes like it's supposed to matter, but it doesn't because it's all about really the heart and you know, it's funny, we were talking about today, just talking about those tensions of when God blesses you. And I'm going through Job. I just finished Job. And, you know, it's not an easy book to read. It's actually really, like, you're yeah. actually really sad for Job oh, most yeah. of the time. But I just love how God has included that story in it of suffering. And it was because God wanted Job to wrestle so much out with him, even though he looked like he was silent. Job was willing to take all the risk in that time to go f- towards a God and to build a relationship of dialogue and questioning God and different things in his own life that God actually wanted him to. Mm-hmm. God wanted that exchange. Now he challenged and corrected Job and disciplined him like in his way of thinking of like, I'm God, you're not God. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Job ended up praising God when he had nothing and he praised God when he had everything, everything. And so, you know, every, it just shows every journey is so different and every journey has so many curves in it. You know, I think of so many people that have lost businesses, even during the season now that we're extremely prosperous and now have literally lost everything. And you see other ones that are, their businesses are taking off just the season that it's in all different people losing jobs, people able to maintain jobs, so many different seasons, different curves. But I think it really comes down to, yeah, like when we start to judge people from the outside of what they have, you know, it really is, that's actually the opposite of the gospel. And I think when God does bless us, we tend to care. We really do care about what people think because they're looking from the outside and we feel we have to justify that. But I think we have to, I don't know. It's, it is a touchy thing, but I, I think of that because I think in the past, I may have thought that too, if I've seen pastors extremely prosperous, even in the States, sometimes I can be a little like, oh my gosh, like that's ridiculous Ridiculous. or whatever. They're jets and all like, and I think there are, well, like, I do believe there are some lines. Like I do believe there are personally, I do. I don't know. I think we have to walk in the Holy spirit with that, what that line looks like for me. Cause I know some people in my close circles too, that feel very minimalist. Like they feel God's called them to a life of being very minimal and probably the spiritual gift of giving. Yeah. Because yeah. that actually goes together. They really will give everything. But I haven't felt the same as God. The same thing has kind of given us a beautiful home. We were able to put a pool in. But I remember somebody saying to me once, being like, oh, it must be nice to have enough money to put that pool in. And, you know, this is not to make anyone feel guilty on the other end. But, you know, Jay went through cancer and had a payout, a small payout that actually paid for our pool. But wow. people would know that. They would know that, like, you know, that that would have happened. Neither do we tell people, but you don't know how people have come into some of the material things that they have, but it really doesn't matter. Like, did you feel guilty when you put a pool in? Like, did you feel, I didn't like feel sort of that, that, that no. 
guilty like blessing guilt or i didn't feel guilty because i knew the reason why and i know how hard we'd worked financially like you like i know we started in as pot like poor like honestly yeah in a little apartment for three years yeah saved every penny to buy our first home on our own like no deposit was given to us we scraped every penny took extra everything little jobs whatever we could bought our first little town home sold it way more than we asked for exactly went into another build and we actually sold it for way more than we bought you know and it was that kind of yeah you were able to work the system yeah to benefit and you. our house now is less than townhomes our our big single and then our pool was always a dream and then jay ended up going through cancer and it was like a small a payout came mm-hmm. and jay's like you know what we're, let's, we're getting let's a pool let's pool. do it now I, i've got the cash we're gonna do it and we did it wow. so all of that but i didn't feel guilty because i knew the reason but i actually felt not so much guilt but really upset when people would make comments like that like oh must be nice to whatever yeah you know yeah, and yeah, i'd yeah, be yeah. like yeah. You you don't know how hard I've worked for and it's actually a dream of my heart. Yeah. And I think we can allow seasons that we've worked really hard by the grace of God. Yeah. That when we have these seasons of a blessing or dreams that come true. Yeah. Like, you know, if we get to go to Greece, just saying you've worked yeah. really hard. Yeah. A dream. Yeah. That we're not robbed by th- overthinking what people may think. Right. And also not robbed by what people think or say to us right right like thinking overthinking what people are going to think so we actually don't step into that right or that we you know we really get Mm -hmm. robbed when Mm -hmm. we're in it of the joy of celebrating because there is also abundance in god yeah yeah you know there's suffering and there's hardship but there's also abundance and favor and blessing that not are always definitely materialism is the bottom of that abundance the abundance is much more on the spirit soul side but anyway, yeah. as I'm processing, I know I'm rambling a bit here, but I'm just kind of thinking through some of those conversations I've had and even some calls I've even made in my yeah. own life of somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, and I think too, how you were raised plays into some of the guilt. Like if, if you have guilt around things that you have, I think partly mm-hmm. like how you were raised can play into that too. Like mindsets maybe around, um, what's practical or Mm -hmm. like what's extravagant or judgments around extravagance. If like that kind of was the culture of your home or, or even if, you know, like, uh, like we grew up or I grew up, well, actually both of us did. We both grew up with our dads who worked like factory sort of jobs, um, provided on one income for our families. So we had everything we needed and more, but nothing was, overly extravagant Mm -hmm. it wasn't there wasn't like tons of extravagance um you know to anything everything was very practical and very and my mom worked really hard with five kids like you know she cut coupons and she saved things and she was extremely resourceful Mm -hmm. and you know but again we we didn't go without anything like nothing like we had more than Mm -hmm. more than what we we ever needed um but I think the mindset was a little bit like there's never enough. The mindset mm-hmm. a little bit was like that we have to work really hard to make this happen. Um, but I think I'm going to take a little side note and then I'll come back to that. But I think too, like I want to be careful with even how we're using the word blessing mm-hmm. because it's not like God blesses some people and doesn't bless some people like, oh, this person got a cottage. They're more blessed mm-hmm. than this person who you will never have their cottage mm-hmm. or this, you know, you have a pool. So you're blessed by God. And so like, it's not mm-hmm. like 
the blessing of God, it doesn't like, like you just said, the material part is the lowest, like the lowest, the, all I think we're trying to say in even saying blessed by God is we're trying to say that we recognize that these beautiful things that we enjoy come from God and we mm-hmm. want That's to, way of to be thankful. Like we're thankful to God for these things, whether it's the home we live in or if you have a pool that you absolutely love and dreamed of for mm-hmm. your whole life. Like I'm thankful to God for that pool or if, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of ours gets a cottage, like they're thankful to God. It's not that like they're more blessed, mm-hmm. like as in God's more favored has more favor towards them because honestly my brother or my sister who has you know a net worth of you know two million dollars they're not more favored or blessed than I am Mm -hmm. Uh, and I do not have a net worth of that it's not about that it has nothing to do with that like you said it is our spirit like what God has deposited to us in our spirit and the life that we have and the freedom that we have and the joy and the peace, Mm -hmm. like that's the blessing and favor of God to our life that no matter what, that if I'm in suffering or if I'm in, um, you know, if I'm in abundance or joy, I have the same peace inside and that's the blessing of God. That's, it's not really his presence. So yeah. Yeah. So I, even how we're using the word blessing, I just want to be careful because I don't want it to ever sound like we're saying, Oh, if you have these things, you're blessed. And if you don't, you're not, it's not like that at all. No, that's not, no, it's not like that at all. And we don't believe that. No, we don't, we we don't believe that at all. We just want, when we say blessing, I think how we're using it in this term is gratitude. Like we're just thankful to God that it, we, we recognize that it comes from him mm-hmm. and we're thankful for it. Like mm-hmm. it's not in our merit or mm-hmm. even if we worked hard for it, we still mm-hmm. recognize that everything we have belongs to God and we want to steward that. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to go back to, you know, how I was raised. And so for me, the weird, the funny thing is that even when, um, you know, we moved into kind of our single family home, like we had, I had all four of my kids in a small townhouse and we were happy. Like we were happy. We had people over every day. We squished a hundred young people into our townhouse for parties. Like we didn't care. We didn't let the size of the house limit what we did. We just were so grateful for whatever God had for us. And we just the timing. It was just mm-hmm. the timing mm-hmm. of the Lord. He said, now he, he literally told us do this now. And we did. And in a year, our house, the value of our house went up like a hundred thousand. And then a year later, another hundred thousand. Like it just, it was that turn in the market that happened about 15, 12, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to get in on that. And, um, thankfully so, but I remember feeling like guilty. I remember feeling guilty about this big house that we had. And, and then, you know, we redid our kitchen at, at some point and I put in this like beautiful stainless steel fridge. And I remember feeling guilty about my fridge. I know it's a weird thing, but I was like, this is, this fridge is so extravagant. Like, like I always, as a kid imagined having a fridge that had a water and ice machine, <laughs> like as if this is like so extravagant, yeah, yeah. you know? And then yeah. at some point we put a pool in and, and like, you know, for us, we were like, we would love to put a pool in one day and you know now's the time that our kids and our family is going to get the most worth and value out of it so we we put it in sacrificially and and that's exactly what happened like our family and our kids used it 
every single day of the summer for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it really has been such a joy, like brought so much joy, but I felt guilty. Like I felt like oh, I don't deserve this. Like I don't, I don't want, you know, but again, that's just me. Like that's just something that's going on in me. And I remember, you know, uh, like just as the Lord's been kind of working on me over 10 years, I feel like he's just elevated my sights so much in this sense. And this is what I had said to my friend who felt some guilt over the cottage. Like, I think God looks down at our stuff, at what we have, at our, you know, what we would call a beautiful home and a nice pool. And I think he looks and I think he laughs Hmm. in contrast to what he's preparing for us. Oh yeah. Like, I think he looks and he goes, have your home, have your car, enjoy that. You have no idea what I'm preparing for you. Like you, you're feeling guilty over that. It's like you're feeling guilty over crumbs in comparison to what I have planned for you yes. and to what I'm preparing for you. I mean, the scriptures say, I'm going to prepare a place for you, like for all this time for, and it's personal. It's not general, it's personal. Like yeah. God is literally making a place for us that is has no limits and no and we're like guilty about some crumbs like do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) like my pool is like crumbs in comparison to the extravagance and abundance of God like what that's so good you know what I'm saying yes yes I just feel like the Lord's just bringing that revelation to my life of his abundance of his abundant provision that sure it does include material but it is Oh, it's like the lowest form of it. Absolutely. Because if it was about materialism, um, the richest people would be the happiest people. And it's the opposite. (laughs) Some that have nothing are the most generous and kind and full of Jesus of people I've ever met. Has nothing to do with the things. But you do realize we each have a different journey. Yeah. And I think when we stop comparing, I think that's what happens. Mm. It's comparison. And, you know, because if you, and even so, it happens even when you're rich, keep it up with the Joneses. Like, think about that. That's another whole world that what you have is never enough. And, you know, it's about comparing, whether you're comparing and you have and you're not content or you don't have and you're not content. You're looking at others thinking, if only, if only I was married, if only I had children, if only I had that job, if only I was in ministry full time, if only I had a big house, if only I had, we could go on and on about the with onlys instead of seeing like exactly what we're saying. The blessing of God is his presence with us. What you can't buy, like even what Paul, Peter, like um, Peter said, silver and gold have I not but what I do have I give you get up and walk in the name of Jesus like the power Um, hello abundance (laughs) (laughs) silver and gold I don't have and I'm like I don't want it I want that I want that power of the Holy Spirit what we have the blessing of the Holy Spirit has already been deposited in us we have the blessing of God we've been blessed as his children as his sons and daughters adopted into his heart as his family his children there is no greater blessing in what he has prepared, like you've said, for us. But in this life, we have different journeys. And I think when we start to compare, whether it's financial journeys, spiritual journeys, relational journeys, we can really get off course and become so discontented and robbed. And then when God, right in front of us, could be what God has really given us in our hand, and we can miss it. We can be robbed. 
But when those moments come where there's a dream of your heart, and I think God loves, like he says, you know, he, he sees a desires. God loves to give us his desires of our heart. Does it always unfold the way we think? No, but God wants us to dream with him. How many times I've said to Jay, oh, this is our dreams. Have they all come true? No, but it's fun to dream. And God wants us to dream those things and to speak those things of our hearts out loud. And so when he gives those little treasures here on earth, because in heaven, he's got them stored up in an abundance. Those desires and dreams, he loves us to say them because he's like, oh, just you wait. Sometimes it gives us a little glimpse here. Sometimes he holds a surprise. That's just how it is. Totally. Because even that little pool, little car, it's a little glimpse. It's not even totally like my sweet Jeep that I love. I love exactly. Like I love it. It's so fun. It's right. It's yeah. a little glimpse yeah. of the greatest grandiose that's to come. And so some of us get a glimpse and some of us have to wait for the surprise. But God sees all, knows all, and has everything planned so perfectly. But our journeys will look different. And I think that's why he says, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith because it's not about those things but they can sidetrack us rob us and even in the blessing side we can get caught up in the materialism we can get caught up in the things and that is also keep your eyes on jesus the yeah. author because as quickly as they come the lord gives but the lord can take away too yeah holding things lightly yeah in all areas that's right and uh looking to him that's so, that's so true but i also think the other so comparison that was a that's a really really good like just something we have to keep in check because again when we're looking side to side or we're looking at anybody else and what they have and comparing it that's always going to leave us wanting but i think the other side of it too is that whatever god entrusts into your care whatever it is whether that's your salary whether that's you know, your apartment, whether that's just the clothing that you have, what, whatever it is that God entrusts into your care to remember that all of it belongs to the Lord mm. and that we're to remain open-handed with mm. all of it, mm -hmm. that none of it is supposed to have a hold on us. Mm -hmm. So the second that you have something, anything in your life that you feel close-fisted around, like I can't live without this, like that's something that God is actually wants to put his finger on. And often in our lives, you know, the tighter fisted that we get about anything in our life, like whether it's like, whether it's that our identity is in our job and mm -hmm. our position, mm -hmm. whether it's like, it's not always just like money and material things. It can actually be just other things mm -hmm. as well. Other identities, idols. Another word for that would be like different idols in our life. Things that we feel like I can't live with I won't live without these things and our, our our fists are tight and closed um those are the things God puts his finger on and he says no no you I'm gonna show you that you can live without these things like that's you know part of that Job journey is no 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 he said test test my son Job test him mm. go ahead he does not have his his fists closed about anything that I've given him mm. and he didn't mm -hmm. he didn't all of it I mean painfully I know it's it's a gut-wrenching painful story and and I know that in our lives too when God puts his fingers when it, when God put his, puts his hand on the things that we're close-fisted about it's painful mm. to let go of those things mm -hmm. because somehow somewhere we believe we need those things to thrive we need those things mm -hmm. to have joy or peace but our joy and peace doesn't come from those things and it can be anything. God might be asking you to lay down your friendship, to open your hand to your friendships. He might be asking you to lay down your children. He might be asking you to lay down the home you live in. He mm. might be asking you to give up your Jeep. 
(laughs) (laughs) You never know. Like, yeah. But is your, like, are you willing? Right. And again, for me, like one of my, one of my, um, sort of anchor stories is, is Isaac. Like it is constantly Mm. releasing the promise. God here, you said that I could have this. You've given this to me. I receive this as your blessing, but I receive it open-handed and you can take it anytime. And just walking that anytime I start to get close fisted, like I, I very intentionally Mm. begin to submit and release to the Lord anything that I feel like is just sort of getting a hold Mm. of me. And, and that's part of kind of how I've navigated even the guilt of certain things, right? Being able to lay those things down to say, God, like if I need to sell this house, if I need to, if, if you're asking me to, you know, whatever it is that you're asking me to do, mm-hmm. like I, I'm willing, my hands are open. This is yours anyways. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. It's yours. And so I give it to you and I want to steward it in the way that you've called me to steward it and keep. And I think in that space, like mm-hmm. that's when I've watched anything God's put his finger on in my life that I've had to let go of and I had to release at some point down the line, never right away, but at some point in the future, he always blesses. It comes back, but even better. Hmm. It comes back, but even better. But it looks different. It looks mm-hmm. different than I thought, mm-hmm. but it always comes back in abundance. The very things I was trying to hang on to and hold on to, when I release it, hmm. it leaves for a season and there's there's sadness and there's suffering and there's there's that difficulty, but it often comes back and it's better it's better. Um, so again, I think that's a really, really big part of walking out kind of this, these tensions and navigating it is the comparison, but then also just releasing, like not holding Mm -hmm. things so tightly Mm -hmm. and allowing, like, I love that comparison, holding things lightly. And also, you know, the heart of gratitude, we recognize that everything is God's, our money, our home. It's not ours. It's not mine. Like I love the scripture. I always quote it. I've been bought with a price. My life is not my own. Okay. I'm just, this is his and I'm his. So I get to just use this. This is what he's asked me to do. Even my life. If you have been bought with a price and, and nothing like it's your life is not your own, then that means that everything that flows through your hands, everything that flows through your life is not, it's not yours. It's not mine. You're stewarding it. Yeah. It's his, it's all his. So when that, you know, that keeps transcend, when we have that gratitude, that mindset, we then can move to, I think, to the place where you're never going to please everybody. And people will say things out of their own hurt, their own frustrations, their own areas that God is putting their finger on and are being rattled. You know, something may happen in your life that they've been wanting their entire life and all of a sudden it happens. And I think, you know, definitely we walk in compassion. We don't walk in, we walk with wisdom, but we have to also learn not to take everything that everyone says to rule us because at the end of the day, everything is God's. And if we do those things, we can stand before God because we're leaving it all behind. It's not ours and we don't take it with us. So don't like, we've also got to also allow the weight of people's words. We listen and we take truth in. We allow God to kind of filter truth. I love how we've talked about that as well, about allowing some of that to kind of say, okay, God, is there something you want to show me here? It's a fresh awareness that if there's anything I'm holding on to, because I don't want this to get a hold of me, this thing. I don't want to be materialistic or need that approval or need that. God, show me through those words, a criticism or a judgment. We can take those words and just bring it to the Lord and say, okay, God, is there anything in this? And if we walk away and we feel like, 
I wrote peace. Like, okay, God, we can release it because it's God's. We're just entrusted with it. So they have to take it up with God. It's not ours. <laughs> this is ours. And we leave it I all love that. behind. Oh, that's take it up funny, with God. That's a funny response. That's actually yeah. a hilarious response. Yeah. Must be nice to have a pool. You can take that up with God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're gonna use here <laughs> when something happens between yeah. each other. It must be like, nice to have that nice big house. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna find a time to you tell take you it that up with God. I gotta wake that. Must be nice to have homemade kombucha <laughs> sitting on your desk. Take it up with God. <laughs> we're totally using that <laughs> with each other, not with everyone else. But that's you can so you can make good. us laugh if you come and see us on a Sunday. We'll laugh our heads. I off might that. say that to someone if they ever. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to keep that in like front of, I just like keep that file. It's a little, it's a little keeper. That's a good one. That's in the keeper file. I love that. Oh but yeah. So anyways, I love that. Th- that was a great clarity on blessing what we mean. Cause we know what the real blessing is. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Jesus. And it's not. And embracing our journey. That stuff doesn't matter. No, oh it doesn't gosh. matter. It but really God, doesn't. It doesn't matter. But no. comparison, hold things lightly, be full of gratitude, realize it's all God's and people give you judgment go before the lord then let them take mm-hmm. it up with god <laughs> you know it's funny though cuz i i i'm just like even just how i'm sort of wired and what i think about whatever like there's this part of me that would love to live in like an even bigger house i don't need it i don't need it at all like i really don't but i'd love to um i'd love to have like a little bit more property you know I, like I, i'd love to that would be fun like i'd enjoy that but i also could live in like a two two bedroom cabin Mm. like I also could imagine do you know what I mean like it's like even in my head it's not it's like my external environment does not make me happy or not I I don't need I really don't need things Mm -hmm. to be happy it's just not how I'm sort of wired but again like I'd love to you know like when I drive by and look at these houses I think oh I wonder if I could write a book or like, you know, I'm never going to, I'm never going to buy a big house like that. But like, you know, it's fun to just imagine. But I could also just move into a small, like really minimal, like small cabin and be equally as satisfied or happy or a small apartment in a condo. Like I don't, things just don't, they don't matter like they don't I don't need them so it's a funny do you know what I mean it's a funny thing to kind of be able to imagine either end of the scale for for things like that and that's that's just for me and I know not not everybody is kind of wired that way other people you know whatever like more comforts or whatever and that's not that's not necessarily bad or worse but it's just yeah I'm kind of wired and I could go either way on all these kinds of things too yeah yeah just adventure you're content though you're very content yeah 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 it just doesn't it just those things don't make me happy Mm -hmm. or not happy Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. my happiness isn't in those kinds of things Mm -hmm. but who knows such a good dialogue. Yeah, I love this. A yeah. lot of processing together. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was good. That was good. So well, that good. was a great, that was a good conversation. It was good. And as you go today, remember God has complete confidence in you and remember his blessing is not conditional on what you have. That's his right. blessing is all of his abu- abundance of life and joy and peace and love and the fullness of all he is, his character in your life. And he, you have it all, yeah. all the provision you need.
you have all the provision and you have the greatest blessing being crowned as a daughter of the king. That's right. Through the cross, what Jesus has done. And so greatest blessing of all is what Jesus is Jesus, the name of Amen. Jesus that's stamped on our, our hearts salvation. for eternity, our salvation. And so today just know that you are crowned, you're a daughter of the king, and he has so much in store for you. And if you want something fun to do today, you can imagine <laughs> what God is preparing for you. Yes. With all of yeah. the extravagance His of the dreams surprise. of the dreams that you have. But the funny thing is that all of that is probably just crumbs. Even all of what you could even imagine is just crumbs oh. compared to what he's got planned for you, for you and me and for us, which is it. exciting. So exciting. <laughs> Our oceanfront, Rhonda, is coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love oh, it. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you. <laughs>